Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Psychology of Dating podcast. My name is Nadine Newkirk, and I'm a clinical psychologist and a dating coach. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about the impact of overscheduling dates and how you can create a, I guess, a dating lifestyle or template which you can sustain over time. Before we get into that, I'd like to thank anyone who's been following or doing a star review of the podcast or a written review. It's been super helpful. Um, You might notice this podcast is fairly new and I'm trying to gain visibility on the podcast sites so we can get more people to listen and spread the word. If you haven't already, um, if you can click follow on any of those podcast hosting sites or a star review, that helps so much. And let's get into it. So overscheduling can happen quite frequently in dating. It can sometimes people can be swinging between the extremes where they'll either really put everything they have into swiping, going as many dates as possible, and then maybe going to the opposite spectrum of deleting the apps, kind of saying, that's it, I'm not going on any more dates, and kind of feeling disheartened about it. And the difficulty with overscheduling is that it over time you cannot sustain that as a general life balance. And when we think about life, you've got a lot of different areas. You've got hobbies, work, social activities, your health, um, your you time, time that you just get to chill and you know do whatever makes you feel kind of energized or nourished. And dating is another section of that, romantic relationships. And the difficulty with overscheduling is it's like a pie chart. Suddenly, if you're having four or five dates in a week, you are filling up that whole pie and you're not having much room left for the other things in your life. And over time, when they get neglected, that's where we don't feel as satisfied, we get low energy, we start to feel more burnt out. What is overscheduling? So this can look different for each person. Everyone has a bit of a different social battery. Some people might find that they can easily see other humans many times in one day, every day for all the weeks. Other people, maybe they only need a little social dose. Maybe once, twice a week they can contact with someone or even less than. And when we think about getting the right balance, it's one, knowing your social battery And what is enough to keep you feeling consistent so you're gradually moving towards your goal of that relationship you desire? Overscheduling can also look different dependent on your current life circumstances. For example, maybe you have a current two weeks coming up where there's family visiting from overseas, you've got these massive work projects, and maybe the balance will need to tip a little bit there where you focusing on these values, these areas of life, and other areas take a little pause or just slowing it down a little bit so you can have energy for those other things, and that might be dating. What we don't want to do, though, is completely ditch the dating altogether or try and plow along and do it beside all those other you know, really busy life things in those two weeks, and then in the end you're not going to be feeling refreshed when you go on dates, you'll be going in there with an empty battery. And this really changes how we view people and how we view dating. 
it can mean that you end up feeling resentful of people on dates because you go in there already feeling exhausted. And then if it's also not what you expected, then it's like a double whammy. It's like, oh, see, this is why I don't go on dates. Or we can put a lot of pressure on people to lift us up or give us a lot of energy because we're so low on battery. Also, if you're feeling exhausted, which creates kind of low mood or stress, you're releasing more stress hormones like cortisol. And this actually changes your thinking patterns, that you're more likely to have negative, worst case thoughts, more threat bias. And if we go into dating with this filter, naturally we might actually be missing joyful parts of it. Another thing that can happen if we're overscheduling is oversaturation effect. So imagine that you've got this really delicious chocolate bar that you absolutely love and you have it occasionally because it's a supermarket that's far away. So maybe you have it every two weeks or once a month and you really savor it and enjoy it when you have it, maybe even once a week. If someone were to give you that chocolate bar and you know, tell you, okay, you need to now eat this every day or three times a day, What's going to happen is you start to lose the enjoyment of that chocolate bar and you start to focus on the difficulties with it. You're like, oh, this chocolate bar is so um, clumpy or I feel sick after eating it or I really want something different. And it's not that there's anything wrong with the chocolate bar, but it's oversaturation that actually what you're needing is a bit of balance of other food groups or different types of food so that you could then appreciate that. And it's the same with dating. If we oversaturate ourselves with too many dates, then you can't see the trees from the forest, that it all just clumps together in this kind of annoying dating world where everything feels a bit exhausting and not working out. And really what you're needing is to recharge your battery. If your battery's back on green, then we're in a better headspace, we're releasing more hormones like dopamine or oxytocin, which means we can focus in the moment more and appreciate the parts of the dating that we're learning or gaining some new knowledge or practicing a skill, even if that date doesn't work out. And a good question to ask yourself is, if you're overscheduling yourself in dates, why are you doing it? And a really key answer here is often that people are trying to race. They know what they want, you know, if it's a long-term relationship or kids or that companion that they can go traveling with or have a night in with. Understandably, you really want to get there and you want to get there quickly. Maybe it's been something that's bothering you for years and years and years. And sometimes it feels like if we do things quickly, if we do it in a large amount, then we'll race ahead and we'll get to that goal, that relationship more swiftly. There can also be an assumption that if I do lots of dates that I won't miss out, that it feels like if I only go on, you know, one date a week or a fortnight, that I'll get this fear of missing out, that I might be missing out on that perfect partner. So I need to see as many people as possible to be able to catch them. And the thing is, whatever you're doing in dating, you will be missing out. There will be people that you won't be seeing. 
And that's okay. It's actually necessary that if your battery's on low, you're on orange or red, and you're pushing through and seeing as many people as possible, you're actually not giving those dates, those relationships a chance to see whether it could be a healthy date or relationship. We want to think about quality of dates over quantity. That yes, we don't want to do it so sparse that we're not feeling like we're moving at all towards our goal. So really being honest with yourself. What's my social battery? What's my current life circumstances? How many dates can I go on where I will feel like I'm moving gradually step by step towards my goal, where I'm also not burning myself out? And if you have a lot going on in your life, maybe there will be some things to rejig or pull back on so you can give a bit more room for dating. And also if you're doing so many dates in a week that you don't have any time for yourself just to chill out or you end up burning out and then, you know, not dating for three months, then you have to think about, okay, how can I pull back those dating um, quantity so that it feels consistent and step-by-step over time. I think about it like a marathon, not a race. So how do we do dating as a marathon? One is pacing your dates. So as I talked about how many dates you go on in a week, but also how you go about doing those dates. So thinking about the time, how much time do you spend on each first date or second date? If you're spending four hours or two, three hours on every first date, second date, that can get really exhausting over time. Maybe it's thinking about doing something shorter like a video date where it could be less than an hour or it could be going for coffee or a short walk, some activity where it naturally wraps up a little bit sooner. And also the diversity and types of activities you do on dates can help reduce that dating burnout. If you're constantly going on drinks after work, late night dinners, and then you're feeling a bit exhausted the next morning or those couple of drinks you had really add up, you know, it's hard to do your exercise in the next day. Maybe you can diversify the types of activities. Sometimes you could go for a drink or dinner. Maybe you do it a bit earlier. Maybe other times you do um, some activity outdoors. Maybe you actually tee it up with a bit of exercise. You go on a tennis date or walking by the coast, wherever you are, somewhere in nature. Maybe you tee it up with finding a new coffee place, something where you can feel a little bit more energized and not like it's taking so much of your battery. And also when we're on a marathon, People take pit stops. (laughs) They stop on the side of the road. They get that piece of orange or water. They have the cheerleaders on the side. Or maybe occasionally they're kind of jogging and then they slow down and walk a little bit. So they have variations and little breaks along the way. And that's what we want to think about with dating too, that it's okay if you've maybe really craving some friendship time or a bit of a holiday You can take a vacation from dating, but do a conscious one. Do it with a time limit. Because if we don't do it with a time limit, 
then it starts to be avoidance or procrastination. And then you don't actually get to enjoy the time off because there's a part of you thinking, oh, I really want a relationship, but oh, I don't want to do it either. (laughs) And if you can consciously fully give yourself time off and when you do it, really give yourself a break. So don't go on the apps, really focus on doing the activities that give you joy, that focus on yourself and then jump back into it. And think about who are your cheerleaders along the way. So if it's a marathon, not a race, it means that it could be long term. You don't know when you could be meeting that person. It could be in the next week, but it could be in the next couple of years. And it will still be worth it when you get there. How can you sustain yourself over time knowing that it could take a bit of time? That could be talking to certain types of friends or family where you know they're encouraging or don't judge and maybe minimizing um, how much you talk about dating with people who try to give maybe a lot of advice or judgments or you end up not feeling so good after talking to them. Maybe you have a therapist or a coach or someone along the way as well to help you overcome some of those barriers or hurdles that can come up in dating. And last of all, think about how can you make it sustainable over time. If you're doing a marathon, we want to sustain our energy, not completely deplete it. So as you're going alongside dating, what are the things you do in your routine, in your variety in life that help energize you? And for me, that's definitely exercise, getting outdoors in nature, I notice that no matter what life circumstance I have, if I'm doing different types of exercise, I like to have variations. So maybe if it's rainy, I'll do a YouTube, whether it's a yoga or a HIIT workout. But if it's a really beautiful sunny day, I want to get outside and do something outdoors, a run. But maybe sometimes I just don't want to think and I just want a teacher to kind of guide me through it and then I might try a class. So having that variety, that variation of exercise means that I can keep it going over time. And it's also something that fills up my self-care. So what are the things that fill up your self-care that can keep you going alongside dating? It might not seem directly connected, but it really is because if it's filling up your battery and you're getting back up to green, then you're going to be able to sustain that dating process over a longer period of time rather than a sprint. I looked up the definition of sustainable in Google and this is what I got. Conserve ecological balance by avoiding depletion of natural resources. And that's what you want to focus on when you're thinking about dating as a marathon, something that you're going to consistently do in your life until you've reached that goal, and also consistently while you're in a relationship, putting energy towards it. And we want to focus on that goal without depleting your natural resources, without making it where you feel so exhausted or stressed or overwhelmed that it really becomes not an enjoyable task anymore. As well, if we're depleted, then when we're going on dates, we rely on others to fill our cup up. And that puts a lot of pressure on the dates and actually puts the power in someone else's hand. So we really want to be going into dates feeling that not that we have to be completely actualized humans or completely happy just by ourselves, because it's normal and natural if you're wanting a relationship or a partner, 
but just thinking, is there like a certain baseline of self-care that I can keep consistent while I'm going into dating? Okay, everyone, I'll finish with a quote for today. I don't actually know who made this quote I found on the internet and there was no name underneath it, but I quite liked it. (laughs) So the quote is, the secret of your future is hidden in your daily routine.